Hey guys, thanks for listening to the So We Speak podcast. This is Cole Fakes, and we're continuing today with our series, COVID-19 on the Front Lines, where we're trying to get a feel for what's going on, not only on the medical aspect of the coronavirus, but earlier this week we had Todd Fisher on, who's the pastor of Emmanuel Baptist, to, to talk about how churches are responding, and we've got a couple more of those interviews coming in the next couple of weeks. But Another really important aspect uh, or, or outflow of the social distancing and quarantining is the effect that this is having on local businesses. So today I'm going to interview Riley Eden from Not Your Average Joe, a coffee shop in Oklahoma City. Some of you guys probably know Riley from the Super Scoop. He started the Super Scoop when he was a sophomore in college, and their mission is to create a workplace for adults with special needs. And they've recently merged with a similarly-minded company in Oklahoma City called Not Your Average Joe. I really love his passion and his story. I especially love the way he's living out his faith as a small business owner. He's one of those guys I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. But especially as we're walking through the implications of the virus, I wanted to hear how it's affecting their business and what we can do to help. I know there's a ton of small businesses like Riley's, like Not Your Average Joe, And so I hope by listening to him, uh, it it might speak for a lot of people that are living in some uncertain times, and it'll give us an idea of what we can do to help. So here's Riley Eden. Riley, man, thanks for being on the podcast. I wanted to go back to the beginning and just get a little bit of the story of, of how you got to where you are now. Talk us through the way you started coming up with the idea and, and setting things in motion for uh, starting a, a, a business. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and I just want to say thanks for having me on. Also, we, this is a crucial time for small business and for people like me and my the people that I work with to get some exposure uh, more than more than we normally do. You know, so I really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Um, so. I started volunteering with Wings uh, sometime during high school, and um, I wasn't that involved. I did some things here and there for them. Wings is a special needs community in Edmond, um, that where they practice different vocations. You know, after it's eighteen and up, so basically adults with intellectual and physical disabilities. And uh, so I got involved with Wings, and then whenever I was in college, Jill Webb, Jill and Randy Webb invited me to go to Heart Song, which is a Sunday school class at Crossings focused primarily for adults who have special needs. And so I got involved with that probably November of 2016. And then over the next few months after that, um, it just kind of felt like it was placed on my heart to start an opportunity for people like that in that classroom to have more um exposure more opportunity than they're normally offered in the community and so that's how the super scoop came about uh we started that in march of 2017 and we were open well we started working on it march 2017 and we were open by memorial day of that year so may 27th i think it was Mm -hmm. and uh so we were in the super scoop that first summer and we hired over our time with the scoop we hired probably over 25 adults who have special needs and yeah so that's that's the gist of the scoop and how it got started and everything like that so when you were working on getting this started uh you were still in college at this point right yeah so i was a sophomore at ou i was actually i was sitting in my introduction to public relations class and so i was just starting the um 
like front end of my focus coursework. And yeah. uh, I was still paying attention. I was taking notes and everything in class, but I, uh, it just sparked in my head. I remember the seat I was sitting in and everything. And um, it was right before spring break of that year. And on spring break, I drove down to Dallas, where was the, that's where the nearest concept um, of store that I was like, that I had in my head, it was called Howdy Homemade. And that's in Dallas, kind of near SMU. So I went down there to see it a couple days after I had the idea. And that same day was whenever we started thinking about seriously doing that because I went down to Howdy and uh, they just, they had some magic going there, you know? I mean, it was, uh, it was really cool. They have a really warm welcome for everybody. And that was something that I wanted for um, the Edmund community and people of all ages, shapes, sizes, and disability or not disability. You know, I wanted everybody to have that same warm welcome somewhere. And so that's kind of how we approached the Super Scoop. We wanted everybody to be welcome there. Yeah, man. And I know that you guys definitely created that environment. And it's just just amazing to me to think about uh, what most people are doing their sophomore year of college and what they're thinking about um, versus trying to start something like that. So, so you mentioned that there were some templates and, and some like-minded companies that were doing yeah. similar models, similar kinds of things. What are some of the things that you encountered as you're starting the super scoop that are not just unique to the, to the food service industry, but unique to, um, running the special kind of business that you were creating? Right. So the biggest thing for me was, of course, the employees and creating that opportunity for them, because whenever you find somebody who hasn't had an opportunity like that, sometimes ever in their life, um, what you're getting with them is the hardest worker you can find, the most reliable worker you can find, somebody that's always going to show up when they're scheduled for a shift and is concerned if you have a snow day, if they can still come into work or anything like that, or in the midst of all this virus, like yesterday I had people text me asking when they could come back, you know, and, uh, yeah. So all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so I would say definitely the biggest thing with all that would be the employees. And, uh, that's the one thing that's the biggest noticeable difference between a concept like that and, uh, just a normal concept. Mm-hmm. And then something else that you notice is, uh, sometimes how simple the business can be, but, um, how great of quality it can be. Like the, the menu might be a little bit minimized somewhere like that, mm-hmm. but what they do, they're very good at. Definitely. It's kind of like the analogy that I use for people around Oklahoma is, you know, Alabama has a pretty small playbook. They kind of run it up the middle, but they tell you that that's what they're going to do. And then they do it and they're really good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with a concept shop like ours, I mean, we had ice cream, we had a few sodas, um, and then sometimes we had some toppings or things like that. And we just had a really small menu and we did it and that was what we were good at. So we just carried on with that. Yeah. And so I would say those, those two things, the employees and sometimes how simple the shop can be, but how good they are, what they do. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously you guys, you guys had a great product, uh, but you also just have amazing environment and customer service and, um, yeah probably the highest amount percentage of people that walk in and have a smile on their face when they're coming into the super scoop, uh, of, of any business I'm aware of. So you guys over the course of a couple of years, uh, ran that shop, did some special events and stuff. And, and then what was the next step? 
Yeah. So I, I want to hit on something you just said also. I mean, if somebody walks into the shop without a smile on their face, they don't really know what they're walking into. They just heard good reviews about us and stuff. They quickly figure that out also. And then they're almost immediately behind the mission without me even having to offer it up to them, you know? So um, I think that's another great thing is just the backing from the community that you can automatically get from that. Um, and it's great to see so many people behind the same cause for you know, something that you're advocating for, but also something that your employees are self-advocating for. Mm-hmm. And so that's also really cool. Um, but you're asking me what the next step is and or was. And so uh, we were in the scoop until late summer 2019. And then on August 1st of 2019, we merged with a nonprofit in Oklahoma City called Not Your Average Joe. And since then, we've been operating under their umbrella. And we closed the Edmond location moved all of our equipment to our warehouse and soon so not your average joe has a midtown location and they're opening a norman location mm-hmm. and so a lot of the equipment that we had at the Edmond super scoop is going to be located in norman when it opens and uh the timeline for that was looking pretty good up until these past couple of weeks we were starting to move and get some acceleration on that so that's that's what the next step was and that's kind of how we got integrated with where we are now with not your average Joe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, tell us a little bit about what not your average Joe does. Yeah. So not your average Joe has a pretty similar mission, actually almost the exact same mission to what the super scoop did, um, does did, you know, it still exists, but it's under that brand now, yeah. um, creating, you know, a safe environment for adults with intellectual, physical disabilities, you know, um, so pretty much an identical mission to what the Super Scoop was, uh, just with a little bit different phrasing in the mission statement. Yeah, man, I, I love that you guys are joining forces on that now. Um, how, how, how have things changed for you and, and for the employees? Sure, yeah. So I'm, uh, I am the general manager in Midtown, not your average Joe as of right now. Um, my employees, a lot of the Super Scoop employees have been offered to help us with special events that we've catered and stuff. But in order to hire them on full uh, part-time, not full-time, but part-time as they were in Edmond, we've got to grow exponentially in Midtown uh, to create that room in the budget to, uh, you know, have them there. And so that's something we've been working toward very hard. And uh, right before all this mess hit, we actually hit metrics to where we could bring on one more person and then uh, everything turned up with this virus. And so... Um, that's kind of what it looks like for the employees from Edmond right now. Um, whenever they have an opportunity, we can have them help us at special events and things like that. So they're still involved, um, just not as part-time as they have been in the past. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to, to have you on here and have people hear your story is just because of the mission of, um, what you've done as a person who's thinking about, how do I help people that I really care about uh, to find a job that they love? How do I deliver a good product? Um, the questions that a lot of business owners are asking themselves, uh, but also just the uh, passion that you have for your workers. Um, and, and then the second part is, as every small business owner is, is thinking about right now, how is the virus affecting you guys? What are you doing hours-wise? What are ways that... Um, you're looking at this situation saying, man, we're feeling pushed here. Uh, and, and how can we help? Right. So 
we've obviously, like you said, we, we felt pushed and that this whole thing has been such a challenge for everybody. And uh, we wanted from the start to take it a, as an opportunity to be a light in the dark and to um, kind of be that smile that people need whenever they're going through the community or staying home, you know, as much as they can. Yeah. Uh, there's only so much you can do. You got to go for a walk every now and then. And so um, from the start, from a couple of days before the whole thunder incident went down with Rudy Gobert and everything, um, we had heightened our cleaning measures and everything. We were wiping down the store pretty frequently, a few times an hour, um, and, you know, mopping, 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 just doing all kinds of stuff uh, to heighten our cleaning measures. So we've done that, and we've reopened our walk-up window, which is on the north side of our store. Um, that's a good alternative to coming inside of the store and, you know, lounging and things like that, which we would still love to have people do. We'd clean up after everybody as much as we could, but right now it's prohibited and whatnot. So, so in addition to all those things, we've also suggested that our immunocompromised employees stay home for a little bit and just make sure that they can stay as healthy as possible while the height of caseloads of the virus, I don't know the phrasing for that, but how many, you know, while the numbers are high for the virus, while everybody's super exposed to it in the community, uh, we want our, our employees who are more likely to be compromised to that, to take some time off and, um, just make sure that they stay healthy. So that's, that's another one of the things that we've done to make sure that we're taking care of our people and that, uh, just to adjust to this virus situation. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I've seen being the most difficult to juggle is for businesses that are trying to stay open. Obviously, you got to have people there working. Um, yeah, and not just taking safety precautions for the people on the outside that are our customers, but taking precautions to keep your employees safe. That's got to be one of the things on the on the front of your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And in addition to that, that's not only us. You know, it's every local business or and for that matter, every national business around Oklahoma city, I've seen shortened staff and everything like that. For example, last night I ordered takeout from somewhere just because I wanted to support a little bit. Yeah. Something I haven't done yet, but, um, at the restaurant that I was at, I ordered online and I got an ETA on my order. And then it wasn't, it was 30 minutes after the ETA that I got, um, my food, you know, and that's nothing on them. I know the difficult circumstances, but, um, uh, you know, that's what everybody's looking at right now. Like at not your average Joe, we've shortened to one person at a time, two shifts a day. Um, so we're, we're, we're operating from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. We have people switch at 1230. So, yeah, um, I think probably a lot of businesses morning, are doing that. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And, you know, that's hard because it, you don't want to lose quality. You want to still deliver mm-hmm. a great product. But at the same time, the safety means you got to take those precautions. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things I've, I've heard people doing and have tried to do myself is, is for local businesses trying to buy gift cards and stuff Yeah. now, and then, uh, obviously ordering for to go, but then, uh, just getting those gift cards to use later. Is that something you guys are doing? Right. Yeah. So we've got gift certificates available in store. Um, we are trying to figure out an online option for that also, but we're potentially switching our point of sale system. So we're kind of tangled up in the middle of all of that right now. But we also have introduced what are called coffee bonds right now, or caffeine bonds, I think is what we're calling them. And that's where you come in and you buy a, a gift certificate that's worth $100, but it costs $75. Mm-hmm. So basically, you're getting $25 of credit uh, for the price of 
you're getting hundred dollars of credit for seventy five dollars. And so that's something we've introduced, kind of as the government did in the wars, was you know sell Series E E bonds. Um, you know that that it's we look at it as an investment and a win win for both sides. We're giving a little bit of credit for helping or for having people help support us during this difficult time. So that's something that we're offering right now, also. Man, that's a that's a really good idea, and I know something that people will probably take you up on because I, I think people are looking for any way to help right now. Absolutely, yeah, we, we'd love any anybody to come through. And like I said, our walk up window is open eight a.m. to five p.m. And people are welcome to come in our lobby also, uh, just to come and go. We can't let anybody hang out, you know. But we've still got our counter open for to go as well. Yeah, well, man, I I love what you guys are doing and I hope that people are able to find ways for all businesses, small businesses that we love in our city and uh, across the nation. The One of the things that just strikes me too about you as a business owner and as we've got to know each other better is, is you know, being a, a Christian business owner really does change things and Absolutely. So it doesn't necessarily change the, the bottom line sometimes, but it really changes the way that you come, go about running your company and your business and uh, the way that you see your mission as a business owner. And so I just want to give you a minute to just talk about how you've started to conceive uh, of those two things going together, uh, your faith, yeah. your business, uh, the way that, that affects your, your product and your employees. Right, yeah, I appreciate you asking that. It's a, it's a good opportunity to speak on also because that's something that not a lot of people get to you know, notice on the surface level. Some people, it's just not apparent to them. Uh, so I'd like to do that now. And um, so with a lot of our special needs employees, I mean, it just it just depends on their situation and everything. So, some some people, once they're out of public education at 18, they have nothing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they, their, their parents will help them as much as they can and take them to do activities as much as they can. But their parents also have to work. And so there are some day programs out there and there are great ones like Wings and but then there are also people who have no option and they hang out at home and watch TV, which is also fun for some people. Mm-hmm. But um, that opportunity is just not there for them like it is the rest of us. And that's something great that I've noticed is just being able to create unique opportunities for everybody, try to work through everybody's work schedule and you know cooperate as much as we can. Uh, but then there are also people who have great opportunity. Like I, I met a girl a few years ago who has autism who had a full ride to an Ivy league school because she was so great at music and things like that. And so, but then you've got your people that have sat at home for the last, you know, they're 28 years old. They've sat at home for 10 years after high school and just hung out and watched TV and stuff. And, you know, they get to help around the house and whatnot, but it's also good to have that sense of belonging and sense of community outside of home and outside of your family members. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's another great thing that I've seen flourish at the scoop and everything at not your average Joe and, um, wings has a great opportunity called social club. It's uh, I think it's every third Sunday of the month, maybe, but I can't remember. It's on, it's on a Sunday night throughout the month, but, uh, they have over 150 individuals with special needs gather to create community and whatnot through that. Also, um, Another example, I, I hit on this a little bit earlier. We've got a giant project potentially with Not Your Average Joe coming where um, we would contract with a much larger company to license our brand for them to use in a common space in the city. And basically, they would look to us for guidance on who to hire and how to hire. 
and we that was one of the things we said that we definitely wanted if we're licensing our branding was we wanted our mission to be there and to hire adults who have special needs. Uh, that was one thing that I highlighted with them was when you hire somebody with special needs, a lot of the time that job is their thing and that's what they do on a day-to-day basis. And that's what they look forward to besides dinner with their family or going to the movies with a friend. That job is the one thing that's consistent to them and you can rely on them to be there and to work as hard as they possibly can every time that they're there. So that's, that's another thing that I've seen and just really appreciated is the reliability and how hard these people work. Yeah, man, I've, I've, I've experienced that, uh, as well. Every time I've come to the shop and haven't got to make it by uh, not your average Joe yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, but man, thanks for what you're doing, uh, not just from a business standpoint, but as far as, as just working in the kingdom goes for caring about people, for treating them well. Um, I just love what you're doing and I'm thankful for it. Thanks for listening to the So We Speak podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and leave a comment, leave a review, email us, tell us what you like about it, tell us what you'd improve about it. Thanks to all you guys who are listening, and we'll see you next week on the So We Speak podcast. We'll be right back.